Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. I'm Kendra Sheehan alongside Eric Danner. We have a lot to break down this week, and where better to start than football with Sam Houston nearly escaping Incarnate Word in the playoffs. Well, they did escape. Oh, yeah. It wasn't nearly really a near escape. It was a, an actual <laughs> escape. <laughs> nearly. Oh, yeah, that's true. And we're going to uh, hear a little bit about that in our second segment. We have the guys from Walk On Radio. We're very excited about this. Dalton Meyer, Ryan Humphreys, who have started up a podcast. They did it during the pandemic from Sam Houston. And it's really caught fire. And they have hats and shirts. And they have a company sponsoring them. And like, hey, man, these guys are, are pretty good. We were listening to their podcast. So we're going to hear from them in segment two, talk a little bit about when they played Incarnate Word and, they, and their next opponent. But yeah, it was it was kind of touch and go there. Incarnate Word, a team that's going to be in the WAC next year. Cameron Ward, holy smokes, this guy is worth the price of admission. Uh, Sam Houston wins the game 49 to 42, but uh, Ward actually had a fantastic game. I'm going to shortly pull up the stats <laughs> is what I'm trying to, to pull off here. And I got the wrong page up if you're listening at home. Uh, Cameron Ward... 39 of 61, 481 yards and five touchdowns. And keep in mind, this is against the number one team in the nation defending national champions. So he is uh, truly one of the best players in the country. But a shout out to Sam Houston for coming back to win that game because they were they were behind at certain points. And it just seems like the thing with Sam Houston, as we've seen all year, they have so much team speed and they can rattle off touchdowns one after the other in a short amount of time. And all of a sudden, they're winning the game. Right. I think it was shocking at first that Sam Houston was playing catch up for a lot of the most of the game. I mean, Incarnate Ward had gotten on the board first in the first quarter and then they they were leading, you know, throughout the game. And then, of course, Sam Houston kind of pulled away a bit. But, you know, Incarnate Ward came back and, and tied it up 42-42 and, and people were like, you know what? <laughs> this is a place like has Sam Houston really been in this place before? And of course they were, you know, ultimately able to hold on and get that last defensive stop that they needed. And I think it was a good test for them of, you know, being in this position because they're going to have a tough opponent in Montana state this Saturday. It was kind of like last spring when Sam Houston on their March to the FCS national championship, every game was a fight and every game was close during the regular season this year. We only really saw that once when they played, Stephen F. Austin, which was 21 to 20. The rest of the games were pretty much decided uh, by the third quarter. So to see them be able to win a close matchup like this, I think bodes well for the Bearcats. And their running game, we talk a lot about their offense, their speed, all that kind of stuff. But their, their running game, 48 carries for 358 yards on the day and also five rushing touchdowns, two of those going to Ramon Jefferson, who had 166 yards on the day, Noah Smith, had a fantastic two-point conversion where he reversed field and scored on that. And then Eric Schmidt, uh, the quarterback, 11 carries for 47 yards, two touchdowns, including one of the most fantastic touchdowns I've hey. seen in college football, being in Denver here where we, where we record the show, the John Elway helicopter uh, run that he did in, in the Super Bowl against Green Bay is probably one of the most famous plays <laughs> around here anyway. To kind of reminiscent of that, he goes up in the air, does the flip into the end zone, and that actually – was our whack top play of the week, which is also was which is big 
but it was also sports center number four play of the day on a Saturday when a lot's going on. Right. And, and we were, we were talking, you know, is it a somersault? And I said, you know, <laughs> his body is, is flat, which means, you know, gymnasts know that that's more of a layout. Okay. So, I mean, whatever way he got into the end zone, that was extremely impressive uh, for, for him to be able to do that. I think it was right before the half. Um, and they, I think they took a 10 point lead. They took a 10 point lead into the half. So, I mean, that was big for momentum, but also to make sports center top 10, we didn't even see that until, till now, um, you know, on, on a Saturday. We have so many plays this week. I know. Sports center top 10, so we're, <laughs> we're just trying to play catch up on that. But Sam Houston now playing Montana state. Uh, these are both two uh, powerhouse, two brand names of FCS football. Uh, the Bobcats from the big sky conference will be coming down to Sam Houston. These teams played a few years ago up in Bozeman and Sam Houston was able to win that game. So that, that figures to be very uh, interesting one to watch. Uh, Montana state only two losses on the year. One was at Wyoming, uh, an FBS school only by three points. The other one to our travel Montana. And that's kind of like the battle of the piney woods type of game up in Montana where, you know, you can throw the records out the window, although Montana's also very good this year and still alive in the FCS playoffs. But uh, that will be one to watch 630 Central Time on ESPN+. Plus. Montana State really used the ground game in their previous matchup, and then they're going with a freshman quarterback who that was his first start, um, and he'll be back as, as the starting quarterback for this matchup. But we have some also exciting news. Abilene Christian has named a new head football coach. It's the Texas Tech assistant. Uh, Keith Patterson, and he got emotional as he was being introduced as the new head football coach. We talked last week to David Saltzman, who who called those uh, two Sam Houston or the Sam Houston game, and then before that the SFA against Incarnate Word uh, matchup when we were talking about WAC football and how good it is and how good it's getting. Abilene Christian hiring a new head coach, obviously with plans to get the team even better th than it's been. And what a good hire for them. Uh, he's got a lot of division one experience and, and, you know, they, they take the football seriously there in Abilene had a chance to go there a few weeks back for the uh, women's soccer tournament, but their football, their facilities are, are fantastic. And of course you got that built-in rivalry with Tarleton right down the road. And of course, all the, the other schools in Texas as well. So, uh, uh, congratulations to coach Patterson. And then we look forward to seeing him and, and meeting him here probably at uh, WAC football media day in July. Yeah, that is true. I mean, he was the defensive coordinator at Texas tech and he had really felt like his time to be a head football coach had passed him by. He said that he had an opportunity probably 10, 15 years ago, and it kind of slipped through his fingers. And that was always his dream. So very exciting for Keith Patterson, looking forward to what he brings to Abilene Christian. But let's switch it up. Let's go to basketball because we had mentioned the Sports Center top 10s. Basketball was a big part of that. There were a lot of crazy plays that made Sports Center top 10. And we have to start with Utah Valley. They topped BYU at home, 12th ranked BYU in overtime. And it was a pretty electric game. It was a BYU little context there, uh, not too far away, about three miles away from the <laughs> campus there, Utah Valley, Orem and Provo. Uh, when you're driving around there, it's kind of hard to tell which town you're in. Uh, that's how close they are together. Mark Pope was the coach at Utah Valley, got the job at BYU, has turned them into a national powerhouse or, or turned them again into a national powerhouse. I, I don't know if they ever left, but a lot of Utah Valley players transferred to BYU. 
uh, conversely, a lot of BYU guys transferred to Utah Valley. So there's already this built-in <laughs> rivalry, uh, an electric crowd, sellout crowd. And to have Utah Valley uh, come out on top, Fardaz Amak, what a game he played. Uh, 22 rebounds, uh, I believe 24 points. And that one, and, and another wrinkle to his game that we had not seen before, a couple of three-pointers. Right. He like, was draining the threes. Like... <laughs> He's turning into Steph Curry. <laughs> I mean, uh, so again, showing... The, the work ethic that he's, you know, this offseason was talked about as a potential second round pick in last year's NBA draft, went back to school. You got to think he's on the radar of a lot of NBA teams now, given uh, what he's done early in the season. But uh, hats off to Mark Madsen and, and his staff and all the people at Utah Valley, because that is that is a win. That's that's a feather in the cap. But they're not done yet. Obviously, we're in December, uh, <laughs> so they have a lot more basketball to play. But just another milestone win for Utah Valley and and uh, showing what they can do uh, this year as we move forward program's first ever win over a ranked opponent so very exciting and then also Justin Harmon had 24 points so he added to that but Fardar's AMAP will actually we'll catch up with him yes. this Thursday in our Instagram live for our whack all access we're bringing it back on Instagram live we'll talk to Fardar's and kind of break down you know some of the things that he's gone through. He tested the NBA waters, like you had mentioned, and and just things that are going on with him. Fun and uh, definitely want to tune in. That's 11 a.m. Mountain Time. And he's, he's got the vegan diet yeah, that's going right. as well. So yeah, very interesting guys from Canada. Mm -hmm. um, so there's yeah a lot of, I think he's a martial arts uh, black belt. Yeah. So yeah, a lot, uh, lot to talk to him about as we go on with uh, that one. New Mexico State, a couple of... Uh, uh, ones for the archives here, uh, the, the last two games they played, playing at UTEP. And, and again, uh, Las Cruces, El Paso, only about 40 minutes away. So even though they're in different states, this has been a great rivalry over the years. Comes down to the final seconds. And Sir Jabari Rice uh, does the, the step back, side step, drains the three. That This guy's done it uh, numerous times over the years. And uh, in case you were wondering, New Mexico State is back. They are certainly <laughs> back. And you know what I love is I was actually looking at when New Mexico State played New Mexico. The game was tied up at 76 with eight seconds left in OT. And Rice had an opportunity here to take the game winning shot again, knowing, you know, he's he's capable. Uh, and But he actually dishes the ball to Nate Pryor and that that gets the layup win. So there's such an unselfish team. They've got a lot of key players. Mario McKinney Jr. was made his first start of the season against UTEP. I like the dynamic that he brings. Of course, I've seen him before when he was at John A. Logan, which is where uh, Southern Illinois, where I was oh, really? previously at. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, he he's uh, he's kind of making, I think, a name for himself. And, and we'd have to check out because I know in that uh, New Mexico game, he only played six minutes after starting. So I don't know if anything happened there. I didn't uh, happen to see the beginning of that game. And then Nate Pryor comes in and plays the, re the rest of the game and hits the, the game winner. Teddy Allen, a guy we've talked about uh, several times, 20 points, 11 rebounds in that win at New Mexico. And this was just a week after New Mexico had beaten New Mexico State in Las Cruces, a game we didn't get to see because the uh, power went out oh, yeah. in that uh, <laughs> matchup. So uh, already uh, got the, the box check there that they were able to avenge that loss from earlier in the week. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, not all too often is the game interrupted by a power outage, but um, good for uh, head coach Chris Jans because, you know, he's back coaching after missing two previous games 
due to COVID-19 protocols. So got to imagine that coming back and being on the bench and then celebrating two big wins is a big deal. Yeah. And you want to check out his wobble in the uh, locker room <laughs> that he did uh, after the win. That's uh, <laughs> worth checking out of the New Mexico state men's basketball uh, Twitter feed. Oh man. He's going to be thrilled that we might have to ask him to do that. Uh, next. Basketball I wouldn't game. count on it, <laughs> <laughs> but another great men's basketball game. We had uh Incarnate Ward at Abilene Christian. I don't know if it was that great of a game necessarily because 98 to 65. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're an Abilene Christian fan, it's, it's a, a, of course a great game. But I think showing that any questions anyone had about Abilene Christian coming back this year with a new head coach and losing some other players from their NCAA tournament team last year, they, they've answered quite a few of those, winning uh, 98 to 65, a very balanced effort. And when, when you look at, uh, some of those uh, Ken Palm or, or net rankings, Abilene Christian, kind of there in the in the 80s now. So they're, you know, back and and one of the top teams in the WAC this year. I think they're they're a sneaky team. I mean, you know, people can count them out, but you know, they're they're they've got a balanced offense. They shot 54 percent from the field. They had four guys in double figures, and it was nearly their second straight game getting to 100 points. Let's move right along to another. This is a really good game. I had a chance to watch last night, North Dakota at CDU, Taryn Armstrong. My goodness. If I could count it over time, his name was just, you know, raved about in the broadcast. I'd have lost, <laughs> but I mean, it was well-deserved. He played a terrific game. He broke the single game program record with 15 assists. He added 11 points, nine, nine rebounds, almost a triple double. 15 assists is a program record. He was our freshman of the week uh, brought to you by Ticket Smarter. And the thing that uh, you're starting to see some buzz about is his NBA draft stock, which to be honest with you, this is something new in the WAC, at least in quite some time where we see a freshman uh, getting NBA draft buzz and even potentially being one of the top, if not the top point guard in, in potentially in the NBA draft. Again, we, you know, we're, we're quite a ways away from that. And I'm sure CBU would love to have him for four years right. if they can. And uh, we, we saw a few years ago, Milan Aqua, the WAC player of the year from CBU uh, left to go to the NBA draft. Didn't get taken. He's playing overseas, but uh, Taron Armstrong uh, is a guy we're not uh, real used to seeing. Uh, he's, he's kind of a throwback if you will, but 15 assists again, it's December. He's only played a, a, a few games right. for CBU and already He's, he's breaking program records and, and just really showing what a great player he is. Yeah. I know there was a lot of buzz about him and his brother, Trey Armstrong is also on the team and, you know, there were high expectations for him and, and he, he, he was good in his first games, but I just feel like he has exploded recently. I think we've had him as our freshman of the week for three straight weeks. He's been just that tremendous. We'll be right back. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for over 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. We're now talking like women's basketball, Kendra, and a couple of games that uh, we like to highlight now as we're uh, talking about changing the podcast format, if you will, yes. a little bit uh, now that we're basically down to basketball and, and our winter sports, uh, as well as, of course, Sam Houston football still going on, but right. uh, kind of a deeper dive into basketball, if you will, and, and certain games that kind of caught our eye. And 
first one we're starting off with was Seattle U in uh, their trip to Boise State. Yeah, SU gets the road win, 63-61 over Boise State. They had tons of threes in the fourth quarter. They held Boise State to just three field goals in the final five minutes. They really locked down on defense. Four players had multiple steals. They forced 18 turnovers to get that win. Bree Calhoun, 18 points, matched her season high. That's her second straight game, scoring over 15 points. Seattle U is one of those teams that is just uh, – you know, getting back into the win column now, and and I think they're they're coming together, and they got a huge matchup. You're facing crosstown rival Washington on Friday, which we'll preview a little <laughs> bit more. We got a lot going on. I think, you know, we're bringing some new segments to the WAG podcast, so you definitely uh, want to see what we have in store. Yeah, Bree Calhoun with 18 points in that one, and also uh, uh, Mackenzie Williams, who, who's back with 12 points, and those are two key players from last year's team for Coach Susie Barcombe. Abilene Christian, uh, there's another team that uh, had kind of a big win on the road playing Nickel State uh, of the Southland, you know, former uh, conference foe for them. And uh, Abilene Christian really uh, put one on them. Yeah, ACU gets the road win 97-71. That's their third straight win. They had a huge first, first quarter, can't even speak now, but uh, with uh, 34 points and that really you know, put them out in the lead. And they had numerous points. <laughs> I was gonna say Jamie Buck. <laughs> Five players were in double figures. That's been a theme of the past three games is building that strong lead from the start and, and kind of carrying that throughout the rest of the game. So the Wildcats now six and one on the women's side. We talked about the men uh, before and, and how good they've uh, started, but ACU's women also off to a great start. And we had a couple of uh, kind of monumental blowouts, if, if you will, <laughs> uh, this past week. Uh, Tarleton hosting Arlington Baptist, and uh, this one was not close. Uh, this was certainly not close, and this is our, we still have to work on the name, but a potential <laughs> one school, one thing we like to highlight, and, and this was my one school, one thing, a huge home win, 103 to 22. Uh, it was 28-0 after the first quarter. It's they like a football scored. score. <laughs> had four touchdowns in the first quarter. Right. They outscored Arlington Baptist in the first quarter. I mean, it's the largest margin of victory in school history. Their last record was 80 points. This was an 81 point victory over Concordia back in November 4th, my mom's birthday, but in 2009, throw that in there. And the 22 points allowed is also a new record in their NCAA era. And it's the first time that the Texans hit triple figures since March of 2019. So all 15 of the players scored four of them were in double figures. I mean, what a, what a game to boost, you know, team morale, but also, I mean, get everybody involved uh, and just, you know, maybe try a few new things. You know, I think they only scored less than 10 points in the second quarter. So you got to imagine that they were doing a lot of passing a little ball, ball control and things like that. And nobody played more than 20 minutes. So it wasn't like they left the starters out there right. to, to, to run up the score. Uh, Stephen F. Austin also had a similar uh, result against our lady of the lake, uh, 90 to 31 was the score in that one. Of course, Stephen F. Austin, uh, one of the top rated uh, women's basketball programs in the WAC, they're off to an eight and one start. And similarly, they did not uh, play anybody more than uh, 20 minutes or so in that one. I also wanted to mention our women's basketball players of the week, Lamar's Sabria Dean. She helped the Cardinals beat Loyola, Louisiana. She had 25 points, seven rebounds, three assists, a block and two steals. So a nice little complete game there. And then Aaliyah Collins from Chicago State, I believe the third time she's been our yeah. 
WAC Freshman of the Week, and she continues to just impress. If you have not seen Chicago State play this year, uh, they don't have the results, I, I think, on the wins-losses just yet, but uh, definitely a, a much-improved team on the season. Certainly. She had uh, 13 points against Indiana State and then 20 against St. Thomas, Minnesota, averaged five boards and three assists. Chicago State, that sneaky team that I want to keep an eye out for as they continue to improve and gel together. And we'll be right back with some previews for the week. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. A lot of good basketball on the slate for this upcoming week, Kendra, and uh, starting off with California Baptist, who we just talked about a little while ago, Taryn Armstrong, tearing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Can I copyright that? <laughs> They're playing UC Riverside and uh, having been to the cross country championships a month or so ago in Riverside, that was actually on the uh, adjacent to the campus of UC Riverside. So again, the two schools very close together, big time rivalry in the city of Riverside. So this is one of those, uh, no matter what the records are, you throw those out the window when you have this big rivalry there. Right. Certainly a big one for both of these teams, of course, you know, throw the record out, but I'll just mention them for fun. They played six times. Uh, CBU is two and four. The last two wins coming most recently back-to-back -back years, 2018-2019 and 80-70 win. And then in 2019-2020, a 79-67 win. But either way you put it, I mean, those mean nothing when you walk in. It's who can who can play the better game. And, and Taryn Armstrong coming off a big game, he's, he's ready to go. And that's going to be on Sunday night, 7 o'clock is, is the time. And uh, Pacific. <laughs> very important to note because we are in so many different time zones three four three and three. It's, it's tough for me at least and then uh roland vargish who does our soccer matches always likes to mention the hawaiian time oh uh, yes so that throws me off too well so. i mean do we have viewers in hawaii that want to know yeah. <laughs> uh but utah valley has two big games this week their first one is uh uvu at southern utah and that's a future whack opponent next season that's wednesday at 7 p.m mountain time tip off and they're tied in the last eight matchups, four and four with a record. So yeah, as we record this on a Wednesday, that'll be tonight yeah. at Southern Utah. And that's a team that uh, won the Big Sky regular season last year and uh, always uh, has a very competitive men's basketball program. And then to come back to Utah Valley and then head out to Laramie and, and uh, play in the double A there, the Arena Auditorium mm -hmm. in uh, Laramie, that uh, should be also a very uh, competitive matchup. So Mark Madsen uh, with the BYU matchup, now Southern Utah-Wyoming. He's, he's not shying away from uh, tough opponents. Wyoming earlier in the season did beat uh, Grand Canyon in Phoenix. Oh, okay. So that's what to watch out for. And Mark Madsen had talked at the beginning about, you know, building that non-con non slate to prepare for conference play. And mentioned GCU. This is, this is your big, your big watch worthy game of the week. GCU at Arizona. That is Thursday, 730 PM mountain time tip off. First time they played was last year during COVID. So you didn't get the full effect of the 
Havocs uh, coming out and they played at GCU. And that was a barn burner right down to the wire. And Arizona State was ranked in the top 25 at the time. GCU nearly knocked them off, but came up just short. Bobby Hurley, the head coach at Arizona State, uh, name basketball fans probably familiar with, played at Duke in the early 90s and then was the head coach at Buffalo when they saw their resurgence and, and that is now the head coach at Arizona State. So uh, Bobby Hurley versus Bryce Drew coaching matchup worth the price of admission, uh, not to mention the two schools not terribly far apart. Again, we kind of a theme here that uh, Arizona State in the city of Phoenix, if you will, Scottsdale, and then also, I'm sorry, it's in Tempe. Oh, then, yes. Uh, Grand Canyon in the city of Phoenix. And this was one uh, not too long ago. There was some controversy between Arizona State and Grand Canyon uh, that Arizona State would not schedule Grand Canyon, but Arizona would. So there was some, you know, bad blood there, if you will, but now seem to be on the same page where they'll play each other in various sports. So that'll be a fun one to watch. And that's coming up on Thursday night. You got to imagine that the Havocs are going to make that trip out there. I mean, they, they, they're right packed, down the street, right? Right. Yeah. right? They packed the arena, might as well just go on the road and, and you know, it's not too far of a, a drive as GCU is eight and one, their best start of its nine year division one era. Very exciting. They're on the, they're on the come up. And that'll be on seven 30 and that'll be uh, live on the PAC 12 network. Yes. PAC 12 network. We got some great women's games that you definitely want to check out if you're looking for some fun games to watch this week we have san diego state at california baptist cbu is four and one san diego state four and four that is tonight that's a 6 p.m start time two teams only met three times cbu won winning one out of the three that most recent win coming this past season 75 71 so having a mountain west school come to cbu that that's a, a good sign and, and the respect that uh, Coach Olson's team deserves and Ani Oleda coming off her 700th career assist in her uh, last game uh, last week. So uh, that the Lancers seem to have picked up where they left off last year. The only loss so far this season to a top 25 ranked Oregon State team. So that uh, that's also one to check out. Yeah, I think they have a 17 game win streak at home. So certainly an environment that is tough to play in. We also have Washington at Seattle U. That's a big crosstown rivalry. That's Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time in the Red Hawk Center. You're picking up on the theme here. Two yeah. teams in the same city. Right? Even San Diego State and uh, CBU aren't terribly far apart. That's you know, true. San Diego to Riverside, but two teams in the state or in the city of Seattle and the state of Washington and coming off that uh, win at Boise State, you got to figure the, the Red Hawks have uh, a lot of momentum going their way. So that'll be seven o'clock Pacific time on Friday night. Yeah. I also wanted to mention that during that game, the Red Hawks are hosting a toy drive to benefit Seattle children's hospital and fans can bring in new or unused toys to donate to the game. There is a list of recommended toys on SU's women's basketball website. And they're also having a clothing drive for St. Francis as well. So if you know somebody going to the game or you want to donate, that's a worthy cause right there. Very nice. And Sam Houston will be playing Alabama Woo. coming up uh, this Monday. That'll be 1130 a.m. Central time in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That'll be on SEC Plus if you're trying to watch it on the uh, computer. Oh, OK. That should be uh, a tough matchup for Sam Houston. Bama's eight and two on a six game win streak. 
And I wanted, when you said BAM, I was like, roll tie. But then I remembered, no, not roll tie. My sister went to Auburn. So, oh, and War you know, Eagle. Yeah, right. War Eagle. And yeah. Sam, go And then Houston. what do they do? Florida State, that chant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go Knowles to the side do? <laughs> we bring oranges and we've been, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and we throw them. <laughs> Sometimes if they're mad at the players, they throw them at the, no, I'm just kidding. None of that happens, but it'd be funny if it did. You it know? would be. I don't think yeah. Jim Beheim would appreciate that. Yeah. Well, coming off their loss last night to Villanova, oh. he's already in a bad mood. I was, well, they already, well, I guess I was going to say they're already in conference play because my brain thinks Big East, oh, Syracuse, yeah. which was like 20 years ago now. Yeah. But. They're in the ACC. Yeah. As it turns out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Watched that game as I was also watching uh, North Dakota at CBU. So had the Syracuse game on the TV, had CBU on my laptop. And, you know, I'm uh, doing a paint by numbers of a reindeer right now. So Damn. I got a lot going on. <laughs> well, on that note, we, uh, we're going to step aside for a second. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Dalton Meyer and Ryan Humphreys of walk on radio a couple of real interesting cats oh they're cats. <laughs> these puns have got to stop <laughs> we'll be right back hercules tires is the official tire of the western athletic conference and for over 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain hercules tires invites you to ride on our strength for a retailer near you visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Kendra Sheehan, Eric Danner, and we have two fabulous guests joining us, Ryan Humphreys and Dalton Meyer, who have their own podcast, Walk on Radio. Dalton, where did this idea come from? I think I had read that it, it came from quarantine that you guys started this podcast. Yeah, so uh, I'm a film major here at uh, Sam Houston, and the cool thing about the mass communication department is they kind of make you take a bunch of different classes just to kind of expand your horizons and find out what you really want to do. And one of the classes I did was a radio class. And I always shout out my professor, Professor Reed, because he made the class really fun. And uh, I got to work the radio booth and it was, it was really easy. And I, I enjoyed it. And uh, I was an avid podcast listener. I like listening to sports podcasts. So I did it and I thought, man, I could do a sports podcast. And there wasn't a lot of FCS talk. So I kind of came up with the name Walk on Radio. And I was like, well, I need a partner. And uh, it's always a funny story we tell it because me and Humph, we were, we were friends, but we weren't very close, but I knew how good he was with talking and how much he knew about football. And I just knew he was going to be the perfect partner, especially how we were both walk on. So just kind of went from there as a funny idea. We were just kind of messing around. And I always say that Humph uh, was the one that said, well, if, you, if it's a good idea, we're going to do it. And uh, so he kind of forced me to do it, but uh, I'm glad he did. And now uh, we've been rolling with it for about a year now. Ryan, can you kind of expand on, on what D Dalton just said in terms of what got you interested in doing the podcast? Uh, he said you guys didn't really know each other that well, but have kind of developed this friendship of doing the podcast. Well, he actually, he left off an even funnier part to that story. Uh, my first and his first roommate, when we got to Sam Houston, we, we were each other's roommate. Uh, we didn't, didn't bond all that much. It was kind of a, a high-by type thing walking through the living room uh, that first summer. Uh, so obviously we knew each other and we were on the same team, but yeah, Dalton came to me with this idea of, you know, starting this sports podcast and, you know, me and he, like he said, everybody knows that, that I like to talk and, and 
I, I consider myself pretty knowledgeable about football. And so when he came to me with the idea, I was, I was all in uh, from day one. Uh, and, you know, it's really in the beginning, it was totally just a for fun type thing. Um, we, we couldn't have dreamed that it's gotten as big as it's gotten today. Uh, and, and, you know, him, him and I are fortunate that there's people that are willingly choosing to listen to us talk about football. Now, how often do your teammates ask, can they be guests on the podcast? Every day. <laughs> I mean, I mean, all the time. And, and do you let them? I mean, how many guests of, on your team have you had? <laughs> we, we've been pretty, we've been pretty selective with guests. Uh, early on, we were having, you know, a couple teammates, you know, we had Eric Schmidt on uh, the quarterback, Isaac Schley, he, he's another tight end. Um, our coaches are, are super into it, but as we kind of got bigger, our guests uh, started being a little better, you know, former big time, former players. I know we had Timothy Flanders on. He's a, a Sam Houston legend. Uh, we've had, you know, various different FCS uh, figures, you know, and they've come on. And so we, we've had good guests. Uh, and so we're a little selective. We, we kind of just when teammates ask if they can come on the podcast, we kind of tell them that there's just a really long list of uh, people that would like <laughs> to go on. They're on the waiting list. <laughs> right. Now, Dalton, did uh, Coach Keeler, did he sign off on this? I know a lot of times, especially in season, coaches will be like, hey, stay off social media or don't, you know, don't encourage uh, locker room, you know, uh, bulletin board material. Ha have you received guidance for, from the school in regards to what is on and off limits in regards to your podcast? Well, Coach Keeler has definitely helped out a lot with the podcast. It's uh, me and Hump kind of know what uh, what we can and can't say. We've we've been really smart about it, and uh, it, it's funny. We we've always talked about we had to we were going to plan ahead. If if we lose a game, how are we going to talk about it, and, and what's going to be the approach? And the funny thing is, we haven't had that yet, uh, which is a great thing. But uh, he's been really cool. Uh, it, me and Hump tell this story all the time. Uh, when we travel, we can only wear Sam Houston gear or Under Armour gear. But uh, Coach Keeler decided that walk-on radio, our hats, uh, they're allowed to be worn. So if we travel on a away game, a lot of our guys wear our hats, and it's a cool thing. So he's been really cool about it. He's been really nice. Uh, he always comes up to us and talks to us about it. And uh, it, it's just been really fun. But, of course, you, you have to be smart with what you say, uh, especially when you're talking about your own team and uh, when you're talking about news and things like that. But uh, we've just been uh, we've been careful and uh, just figuring it out. Dare the podcast be the good luck charm. You haven't lost the game since you've started the <laughs> podcast. But Ryan, looking back to when you started this podcast in quarantine and then, you know, maybe the doors that it's open for you now, would you have believed that a year ago, you know, this is what would have happened? No, definitely not. Uh, and like I said, you know, Dalton and I are very fortunate that there are so many people that actively listen to, to what we have to say week to week. And, you know, Dalton and I, in the age of, of the NIL deals, we, we've signed with a, a podcast, a professional podcast company out of Los Angeles. Uh, and so ever since then, it's really taken off. Um, I mean, it's, it's really, with the way the spring was, with, with the spring season, um, that I definitely think is a huge credit to, to where we've gotten uh, because it was kind of, a, and this is actually, this isn't something that me and Dalton realized, but we, we did an interview for a news station at a college station. Uh, and, and they talked about how walk on radio during the spring was kind of an inside look 
of the ride of the national championship. And it was kind of a behind the scenes deal that every week, you know, during the playoffs, people would listen to. And really, if you go back and listen to those episodes, it is pretty special. It's special to hear it from players' perspectives, uh, you know, because obviously that was such a just such a monumental thing that that we're lucky to be a part of. And so to have Walk On Radio attached to that and so many people backing Walk On Radio uh, is is pretty awesome. Dalton, you mentioned the NIL or, or Ryan may have and your hats and and your shirt that you have on there. In terms of how that works, I mean, because this is all kind of brand new territory for everybody in uh, both uh, collegiate administration and for, for student athletes. So how do, how exactly does that work? How do you get in contact with a, with a company that's, uh, you know, pushing out your, your podcast and, and getting you gear uh, that, you know, that you could potentially profit off of? Well, uh, when it comes to, at least uh, in, in Huntsville with the football players and the NIL deal, what's really cool about Huntsville is it's a small town. So there's a lot of local restaurants and uh, I know the tight end group, we're sponsored by a food truck and, uh, you know, you just do, we're kind of doing like little deals where you can get a free meal if you shout them out. And uh, so for Huntsville and, and the Sam Houston football players, it's been kind of a smaller thing, but for me and Hump with Walk On Radio, uh, with our deal with the with Believe Podcast Network, they actually approached us. They said that they've been listening and uh, they were big fans because it was two players and you got a player's perspective. So they actually came to us and, and offered us a deal. So uh, it, like Hump said, it's been really fortunate that people have been wanting to listen to us, but it's been such a weird thing. I know me and Hump have always talked about, but even before this NIL deal happened was, you know, what, what if it happened, what, what it could be. And then when it finally came through of uh, just a bunch of opportunities and uh, it's been really cool for all the players to get a bunch of different deals and uh, really fortunate that me and Hump started Walk On Radio when we did and how it came off and we were able to get some deals out of it. I know when I first found out about your podcast, I thought it was so unique, but so special because you, you had kind of mentioned it, but you know, a lot of times on the national championship run, you get the highlights, you get the press conferences that the local media can provide but you don't get that inside of like what is happening day to day you can try to but that just offers such unique perspective now do you guys see this you know where do you hope to take this post-graduation do you want to continue this what's your kind of game plan for the future we don't know uh I think I think that's something that we'll you know we'll kind of cross that bridge when we get there uh obviously again this has gotten bigger than Dalton and I could have ever imagined uh so I would like to say that it'll keep going. And I think, you know, post post football lives for me and Dalton, you know, obviously me and him will be lifelong friends at this point, but post football lives, I think there's some cool opportunities. You know, Dalton and I have always kind of joked about, you know, maybe we'll go to a big game uh, once or once or twice a year, just all over the country uh, and, and things like that. And so, you know, if people if people keep listening and, and we keep putting out stuff and, and people enjoy it, then I think Walk On Radio will uh, will be really successful. Is this what you're looking at then for your careers? I mean, for forever and ever here, or, or what are we looking at? Well, so I'm I'm a I'm a business major. I have a marketing degree and I'm finishing up a degree in entrepreneurship. So I guess the entrepreneur and marketing in me, you know, I, I, I do a lot of our social media with walk on radio. Dalton is more of the, you know, communications podcast, you know, technical does stuff like that. And, and I know that his degree is more tailored to a, a career in, in podcasting or TV or something like that. But, you know, like I said, I think we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'm, obviously I'm speaking for myself, 
uh, Dalton, he might be a forever podcaster. But I, I think that, again, if Walk On Radio continues to grow and, and Dalton and I were having fun and, and doing a lot with it, then sure, I, that signed me up. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'll bounce off with him. If we get to do this for a living and make money just kind of talking about football and, and having fun, it, it would definitely be fun. I'm, I'm a film major. So like he said, it's kind of in my my area. And uh, I just been enjoying even if we don't do this forever. I'm getting a lot of practice. It's definitely something I can put on the resume for future for future notice. But uh, yeah, if, it, if it's still successful and uh, we can keep doing it, I would love to keep doing it. I think people would be totally interested in following your journey, you know, post being a part of a national championship football team, possibly two time. And so we can't bring you guys on and, and not talk about your playoff run right now. You got a huge matchup against Montana state this weekend, nearly escaped incarnate ward. I was watching that. It was a nail biter. I was rooting for you guys. Very exciting. I mean, what, what has been the, the locker room like this week as you guys prepare to keep that undefeated streak alive at Bauer stadium? In the you know, it's <laughs> it's always about going one and oh, and that and that's been our thing for 22 games in a row now. Um, it, it you know, obviously because we won the national championship in the spring, people are going to talk about us winning the national championship again. But we we look at it as the national championship isn't possible unless we get past this one, uh, and so really anything beyond Saturday doesn't matter. And so we're, we're all in on, on Montana state. We're super excited for the, for the challenge. Uh, they're, they're very talented at everyone at this point with, with eight teams left in the country, everybody can win the national championship. Uh, and we know that, uh, you know, as far as incarnate word goes uh, last week, that was an awesome game. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't know how to win playoff games unless it's a nail batter uh, right to the end. Um, and so it, it was a lot of fun. I don't, I don't think people are really giving Incarnate Word the credit that they deserve. Uh, Cameron Ward is one of the best players in the country. There's no doubt. Uh, that's the second time this year that we've seen him, and he's he's awesome. You know, their their offense as a whole was was really fun to watch. Um, hopefully, I mean, I'm glad that it wasn't too fun to watch. I'm glad that we were able to get that <laughs> done. But Incarnate Word, you know, awesome season. Hats off to them. Conference champs. Uh, they, they win their first playoff game in, in program history. And so I definitely, I don't think people are giving them enough credit. Uh, so, but yeah, we're, we're super excited for Montana state, obviously awesome opportunity in Huntsville, Texas on Saturday. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully we get it done. You guys won the WAC championship. We just brought back football this year after about a decade off. What, what does that mean to you guys? I mean, obviously you win a national championship last year. So, winning a conference championship, not, not as uh, big a deal as, as winning a conference championship, but winning the WAC in your first year in the conference. And looking back, I don't know if you guys are history buffs or not, but you know, uh, some of the history of this conference or Ladanian Tomlinson and Marshall Falk and Steve Young and Brian Urlacher, guys like that have been in this conference. What, what did that mean to you guys to win the uh, WAC championship this year? I mean, it was really important. Uh, winning is hard and we celebrate every victory. And I know coming into this uh, season, we were, we were highly ranked. And so we had a chip on our shoulder. We knew that every game was going to be tough. Every team brought their best. And uh, you can see in the games, uh, they're all, the score may have been high, but the games were close. And they, they were all really tough fought. And uh, so winning it at the end and uh, going undefeated, it was a great feeling. Uh, even with the, not even winning the WAC, but the AQ7. We, we had to face the ace, a couple of ASUN teams too. So it was fun having some new competition, seeing some old, te old teams from the Southland 
But uh, just winning the WAC, it was exciting. And uh, it was just another step forward into our, our eventual trip to hopefully to the national championship. And we, and something that, you know, we always kind of jokingly talked about, you know, when we were going through the whole conference realignment thing, we always said, you know, it would be really cool to win the last Southland championship and then turn around in the same year, win the first WAC championship in, in Sam Houston history. And, and we were able to do that. And so that's, I think that that's definitely special. And, you know, you talk about the, the history of the WAC. Um, I mean, you know, in a hundred years, when you look back and, you know, you look at the list of, of WAC champions, it's really cool that Sam Houston is going to be tied with, with those big names that you mentioned. Well, Ryan Dalton, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you the best of luck this weekend as Sam Houston takes on the Montana State Bobcats this Saturday, 6.30 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. You are listening to the WAC Podcast for Eric Danner and Kendrick Sheehan. can tune in on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACSports.com.